Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Print Design Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and thank you so much for being here. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to let you know that if you are interested at all in learning about graphic design for print, how to get into print design, how to understand paper more, how to understand the terms more, all of that stuff, got to head over to printdesignacademy.com. There's a free video series going on over there and uh, just gives you the intro to print, gives you that stuff that you need to know in order to start your journey into print design and designing those books, those brochures, even business cards, you know, stepping above just those online business cards, you know, using templates and things like that. So definitely check it out, printdesignacademy.com, free video series there to get you started on that print design, you know, graphic design for print journey. So today, my guest is Nick Miner from Miner Design Co. I interviewed Nick back in the Quickie podcast, and during that interview, he talked about a self-promotional piece that he had created recently, and we didn't really dive too much into it, but in this podcast, we do. We also talk about Hot Wheels packaging. We talk about a book about matchbooks, matchbook book, a matchbox book. We talk about a book featuring tons of pictures of these cool vintage, like old school matchbooks, matchboxes. It's such a cool thing. I'm, I'm really excited about them. I want to create some for myself as a self-promotioner. So it was really cool to hear about that book that he had going on. And then the deep dive into his hot sauce self-promotional piece that he letter pressed uh, the label, he let her press some packaging for it, put it all together, has a nice card. Like, it's an incredible greeting. He shares with us what he uses it for and what he's got out of it, what it costs, how many he produced, all that kind of stuff. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to this great story. Nick from Minor Design Co. First, let's hit the music. Welcome to the Print Design Podcast, the show where we talk about all things print and packaging. We go behind the scenes with designers and talk about the print projects they designed that really rocked their world. From file prep to holding the finished product in their hand and all the key decisions in between. So let's talk ink on paper. Hey, Nick, welcome to the Print Design Podcast. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Doing terrific, just living the quarantine life. <laughs> Me too, man. I think all of my beginning podcast episodes are going to start with something like that. <laughs> for yeah, the at least time. for a little while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least for a little while. Living the dream. Um, so for those that don't know Nick from Minor Design Co., um, tell us a bit about yourself, man. So I'm a designer in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I focus on identity branding, and I do a lot of packaging in the food and beverage industry. Awesome. So what has been your favorite product that you've designed packaging for so far? Um, I guess anything I can kind of flex uh, specialty print with. So whether that be foil or embossing and things like that, uh, 
I mean, I did a self-promotion recently mm-hmm. um, that I really love. So, and it's like a hot sauce bottle. And that's the one we're going to deep dive into later? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, perfect. So in your design for your freelance customers, um, what sort of food and beverage products are you are you dabbling in? Like, what are you designing for? So I do a lot of, uh, like I said, identity branding. Mm-hmm. And so um, basically building out brands for basically startup companies are yep. um, businesses that want to refresh their look. And mm-hmm. then from there, that kind of leads into, you know, print and how does their brand reflect on what they need? Definitely. So Nick, what is your earliest memory of print and packaging? Um, I guess I was thinking about this and as a kid, I think everything that came on TV was probably what I was looking for in the stores. Uh, I was really big into Hot Wheels. Yes. Oh, good one. (laughs) That and like Connects, which is like the, a different, something like Legos, but a little different. Yeah. And totally what you mean Connects. I have a Connect set and it's now passed down to my son. But yeah, just going to the store and just seeing those illustrations real big on those boxes. It really like, uh, you know, made you envision what you could do. (laughs) Yeah, Totally. So I've never said this on the show, but I think the two that come up for me um, as my earliest memories of print and packaging, and maybe I should do like an episode where it's like I answer these questions. Anyways, um, is <laughs> the the first one is the Goosebumps books. Ooh. Do you remember those? Yeah, I had them. Because <laughs> Goosebumps, it was embossed. And I think there was a couple of them that actually were printed with like glow-in-the-dark ink on the cover which was super cool. So I love those. But then the other one that really stands out is the, the box for Nintendo 64 Goldeneye, 007 Goldeneye. I definitely had the game. I don't remember what the box looked like, but I played the <laughs> crap out of it. Get out of the way, game. I need to get to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, those are the two. Definitely Goosebumps, though, because they, they, they did. I, I hope I'm not wrong with this. But I'm pretty sure there were some really cool effects. I really remember glow-in-the-dark stuff. I remember embossing and like really tactile, textured things on the cover. And I loved Goosebumps books. For sure, man. I, I bet it was. <laughs> yeah, for, I, I swear it was. I got rid of all my collection. But anyways. Um, so that was an early memory of print in packaging. What about recently, Nick? Have you had any like recent interactions with a really cool direct mail or packaging for a product that you bought? Um, just some sort of printer packaging experience that you really enjoyed? Yeah, so I got a really cool direct mailer recently. And I, w- I don't want to say I enjoyed it, but I, as a designer, I really appreciated the effort it went to. They went through to make it. Yeah. Um, but basically, my wife got a card in the mail that said, you're going you're gonna to have a baby. And it was like, congratulations. And there were a bunch of coupons and even <laughs> gift cards in there. But uh, like the coupons were like die cut to make them look like they were hand cut out. And like the inside of the card, someone had like handwritten a note in there and like signed their name. But it was it was printed uh, to make it look like it was real. And, you know, working with print a lot, you can get real close and see if it's printed or not. But it was it was so well done. And even on the back of the card, they had printed like how the marker would bleed through to the back. They printed that on the back. What? And, yeah, and if you looked real close, you could see those half tones. Like, yeah. but you had to get real close to see it. It was just really well done. I brought it to work, and I was like, "Look at all this! Like, this is ridiculous! How much work they put into this." Okay, so the first question I have is: Are is your wife about to have a baby? 
no, that's what, that's what freaked us out. <laughs> I was like, are you tell? Are you not telling me something? Yeah, like, whoa, babe, what did you sign up for? What is happening here? <laughs> yeah, I, I had to look it up, and I actually saw that uh, a ton of people were getting these in the mail, and sometimes their mom were, was getting them, and they're like, hey, are you not telling me something? Like, Oh, my gosh. Imagine yeah. all the conversations it creates at home. Yeah, <laughs> it, looks, it looks real. Like, it looked like... A long lost aunt sent me something in the mail. So yeah. it's cool. and some teenage girl somewhere in North America is going, how does she know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jeez, that's crazy, man. That's really cool. Do you have any, did you happen to take any pictures of it or do you still have oh, it? I, I have it. Um, it's in my desk at work, which uh, I'm at home now. So yeah. Uh, okay. Whatever. Well, when you get to it, I definitely want to see pictures of that. Yeah. I'll send it to you. <laughs> You're having a baby direct mail. <laughs> I love it. That's great, man. Um, so what do you think, Nick, makes print so sort of special or enjoyed by designers specifically? Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you can take something on your computer screen and then make it tactile, you get to touch it, whether it's like a shirt or uh, a label or even like a skateboard deck, like being able just to hold your design in your hand is yeah. like, it's like the ultimate reward for, for me at least. Yeah, definitely. It's that it's sort of a special experience. For sure. So you it's can like, you can speak to this directly, and I don't want to get too far ahead of it, but just speak to the feeling here when you produced this self promotion print piece that you created that we're going to talk about in a minute here. What was that like for you? Going, tell me about the first moment that you held it in your hand physically for the first time. Yeah, so uh, I actually work with a printer uh, out of state. And so I didn't get to do any physical proofing, um, but I did a lot of research on who I wanted to use. Yep. And, uh, but when I got it, man, I was just, it was great because all the mock ups in the world can't really show you the shine of like a copper foil and yeah. a, a blind embossed. You know, it's really hard to, to see that. But once you get it and like see it in, in person, it's, it's really cool. That's awesome. So was that, did you like FaceTime your mom right away? <laughs> <laughs> like mom, yeah. mom, my stickers are here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I nerd out about print a lot. Um, yeah. so my wife hears it a lot. Um, but even she would say it was cool and she's not a print nerd. So <laughs> that's cool. When, when somebody, um, you know, doesn't understand the terminology or doesn't understand what went into creating it and they appreciate it. That's how you know you, do, you got a winner. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So inspiration, Nick, where do you find inspiration when you are looking for ideas, um, you know, to create that next packaging project, that print piece, where do you look? Do you have a little stash of print yeah, samples or something? For sure. Uh, I pretty much hold on to anything that's super inspiring. Yeah. I mean, the, the standard answer would be like Pinterest. Uh, I like create boards all the time just based on different projects. But mm -hmm. my father-in-law is like, he's like a rare book collector. No way. And, That's cool. Yeah. So he's always going to these antique stores in New Orleans and every now and then he'll like get one about advertising or, sh or show cards or um, some of these old illustrations in these books are like, you know, 50, 60, 70 years old. And so I pull inspiration from those because those aren't really online and they're not being, you know, reinterpreted by every designer out there. And so it's kind of like a fresh take or fresh inspiration. That's cool. Like old books on advertising and marketing. That would be super cool to have. 
Yeah, they have them on uh, like lettering. Uh, but the things I like are like the little, they're like illustrations that they just like use. Um, I don't, I don't want to call it like stock art, but maybe that's what it was back then. It was like a ton of eagles all on one page. So it's just like a page of like a hundred different illustrations of eagles. And then the next one would be like a hundred different illustrations of shoes. And it's just like, it's great. It's great inspiration. That's such a cool project then seeing all of that stuff. Yeah. Got to find me some of those. I got to get to the right antique bookshops. Yeah. Books uh, are a great source. I would just wish I would get all get them off my bookshelf and look at them a lot more often. <laughs> you and me both, man. Um, the other thing that I found that is really cool, and you have some really neat, um, neat. How often do people say neat these days? All the time. Awesome. <laughs> some really neat looks and some great sort of retro vibes is matchbooks. You know, the art of printing matchbooks is something that is definitely not done anymore to any degree like it used to be, but it should for, be. Yeah, for sure. I have a, I have a book, a thousand matchbooks and man, I just had the whole book posted noted up. You have a book called 1000 matchbooks. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And it's just filled with like, most of them are like in Russian or Chinese or, yeah. uh, but they have, so, I mean, it's just, you're looking at the illustrations they are all named like, three horse match company or three pig match company. Uh, but the illustration styles are great. And is that book on that shelf right behind you there? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Can I see it? Yeah, for sure. I'll yeah. grab it real quick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's, I, I guess it's not a thousand, uh, but it's a matchbook. Uh, and so basically just like, it's all just, you know, filled with a oh, that's awesome. with different uh, matchbooks. I, I mean, I, I freaking love it. That's yeah. awesome. I have some old antique packaging books, too. I, I mean, they're great. That's cool. That's a good one. I'm adding that to my list here of books that i got to collect. Everyone on the podcast is going to be like, I need to see that book. Damn, Wait. i got to find that matchbox book. <laughs> 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 Definitely. Um, all right, Nick, I'm going to kick it back in time here again, and I want to hear about the very first print project that you were ever a part of, the very first one you ever produced. What was that? Tell me about that. Yeah, so uh, my first job was in a print shop uh, as nice. a designer. <laughs> um, so I don't necessarily remember the very first job, mm-hmm. uh, but basically I, was, I worked in a screen print and sign shop, so I did a ton of work for like Little League Baseball uh Jersey designs and uh, like stickers, decals that people would order for the back of their cars and things like that. So, uh, you know, screen printing shirts for mm-hmm. every everything. So those were really my first projects. And that was before I really knew a lot about design. I was mostly just basically a production artist, like creating print ready art. Yeah. So people would come to you and say, hey, I need 23 shirts for my baseball team with the number 42 on the back. Yeah, and we want yeah we want a lug nut logo like this. So do something similar. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so you go source the lug nut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's probably hard for them to see the appreciation of you finding a lug nut, and I laid it out, and I took 17 pictures of it, but this is the perfect picture, and then I transposed that. You didn't go that far. Well, the key is you add flames to it, and then automatically every little league picks it. <laughs> <laughs> we have this one with a lug nut and this one with a lug nut, but with flames. Yeah. And that's that they're choosing it every time. 
flames for the win. Exactly. That's what every 12 year old boy wants on their, on their Jersey. Yeah. Everybody wants flames. Um, Nick, have you ever been a part of a project that went sideways or off the rails or didn't turn out as you had hoped? Uh, yeah, I, I tend to manage my clients pretty well or, or people I work with. Um, so nothing was like, I've had some mistakes as far as like printing mistakes that, mm-hmm. uh, just recently, I ordered a crap ton of uh, trifolds for one of my clients, and I got them in. And I'll, sometimes I'll mock up imagery with Shutterstock images, and uh, when they pick it, I'll go ahead and purchase all the images. But I forgot to replace one, and so when I got all of them in, and they were custom size and custom folding, uh-huh. and it had a little Shutterstock logo across it, so I had to eat that cost. And oh uh, no! Okay, yeah. what did it cost? Uh, it wasn't that bad. It was like four hundred bucks. Yeah, it's still 400 bucks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the client never knew. I was just like, hey, we're having some, uh, I had some printing issues. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a so week delay. <laughs> yeah, oh, that printer, they're just running behind. They delayed the delivery again. <laughs> well, it was so funny because that one project, the printer actually did have some issues at first. And I sent an email, I was like, hey, there's some delays. They're fixing it, no problems. And then I get the print in and realize that I had messed it up. And so then I had to email a second time, like, hey, I made a mistake. You know, they're coming in a week. So, uh, I was just like, ah, oh, gosh. I didn't have to go into detail what the mistake was. They were just like, oh, cool. Sounds good. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was stressing though. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So the other question that I have based around that is, what is the, what is the official number that is assigned to Crapton? Uh, like a thousand. I don't know. Yeah. It's so funny I, when, it, when, people, when people say to me, and this happens, this happens like so many times in a month where a customer will say, I'm going to order like, I don't know, like a crap ton of these boxes. And in my head, I'm like, what is it? What is a crap ton? What is like <laughs> the official measurement of a crap ton? Is it by weight? Is it by volume? You're right. You're right. <laughs> just just think it's all good, man. Uh-huh. Okay, I want to do a deep dive into your self-promo project that you printed. We we touched on it and teased a little bit about it back in the Quickie Podcast interview that we did together, but we didn't deep dive into it, and that's what I want to do right now. I want to get into it. Where did the idea come from? Where did the inspiration come from? How did you come to this decision, and why did you make hot sauce? Like, well, hopefully I didn't give it away there, but what did it cost? <laughs> What's like, what kind of business have you seen from it yet? I know it's fairly new and you haven't really distributed a ton of them, but like what kind of feedback and activity, like uh, give me all the details. Yeah, for sure. So, um, basically I, uh, have a day job and I was, you know, trying to build something on the side mm-hmm. and I was, you know, I had some free time and I was like, okay, let's, let's make you know, a self-promotion that I can actually send out to people. I've done it at an agency I worked at before. Uh, basically just a cool way to introduce yourself that's not an email or a phone call. Yeah. So um, I landed on this hot sauce idea. And basically hot sauce is like something that's really popular here in Louisiana. And a Got lot of people uh, I was going after to work with, you know, aren't local. So it's kind of like a, a way to stand out a little bit. But uh, I decided to go with a label that's you know copper foil it's uh blind emboss and i went into a ton of detail spent like uh two months like refining it because it was expensive i like sourced out 
custom bottles so where it's like a square bottle Mm -hmm. most hot sauces come in a round bottle so i want to be a little bit different it's got like a wax dip top on it uh i mean i went all out on it and i got a custom box so uh printed so when you open it you know the box lid has uh you know text on it and uh it's got a custom little note that goes in it i mean i kind of went all out on it that's so cool okay so when you're thinking up these ideas you arrive on hot sauce because you went, I like hot sauce, Louisiana, it makes sense. You can do some fun things with it. And that's sort of the direction you went there? Yeah. And also, I haven't done a ton at that point in time. I hadn't done a ton of physical product packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I'd like done like some jar labels and I had done a few things here and there, but I didn't have anything that I could like really showcase my work that I was like, you know, this is what I can give you. Nothing that all the, none of the packaging I had done before had like, you know, letterpress or foil or anything like that on it. It was just like your standard, you know, four color print. Yeah. Okay. Label. Hang on here. So you not only created this piece for you to pursue business for, for say the sales side of minor design co, but you also thought, Oh, this could be a great portfolio piece. Yeah. So what could I do to enhance this? to also enhance my portfolio. Correct. I just wanted, it's, they, people say all the time, you know, show the work you want to get. And so basically that's what I was doing is, you know, showing high quality design on uh, packaging in the food industry. And, yeah. you know, that's kind of how I use that promotion. Got it. So you had mentioned earlier that you did some research and about, you know, who you wanted to work with to produce this piece for yourself. Um, like how did the quoting process go? Did you know what kind of materials you wanted to use or did you let the printer guide that? How did you pick a vendor and what was the cost for this thing? Yeah. So, uh, the bottles I sourced from China, um, and they were, uh, I spent like $400 on them and then the labels I had, I had sent out, I had wanted quotes from a couple different letterpress places that I'd really looked up to, mm-hmm. but, uh, only one got back with me within a day or so. And so <laughs> I wound up going with them because of the, you know, services, everything for me. Uh, and the label has costed somewhere around like $700. Okay. Um, and then the boxes were, you know, another $300 for the custom printed boxes that they go in. The filling was, uh, you know, like the black crinkle paper that it sits in mm-hmm. the box. Uh, it was like a hundred bucks. And, the wax dip tops were like another 50 bucks. It adds up. It wound up being like uh, about 20 bucks or $25 per hot sauce bottle. How, sorry, how many did you produce? Uh, 150. 150 of them. Yeah. So were you thinking like 150, that is tons? Or were you on the fence like, oh, should I get more? No. Um, I, I think 150 was, I, I wanted to do more, but I'll, it's a lot. It's very involved. Like I'm making the sauce. I'm like wax dipping the tops myself. I'm putting these labels on. Um, and so it's just, it's a lot of work. And, uh, you know, I really only needed one or two clients to re you know, one or two clients to do a project with me for me to get reimbursed that price. So, yeah. So did you say you make the sauce? Yeah. So, uh, don't give me the secret recipe, Nick. That's definitely not <laughs> what I'm going for here. <laughs> I was just—I uh, didn't—I thought this was like a, a Costco Frank's hot sauce purchase, and you just repackage it real pretty. Uh, it, it's it's a little bit more involved than that, but uh, 
you're pretty close. (laughs) (laughs) There's a there's a base, and then there's some additives, but that's about it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A little bit of Frank's tablespoon of water. There we go. We're ready to go. Ready to (laughs) more water. Stuff's expensive. (laughs) No, I'm joking. (laughs) Let's water it down. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) On the label, it says "Do not consume." No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, so you spent like. Add it all up. That's like fifteen hundred bucks. You're into this for, yeah. You're you're yeah. That's a lot of dough to create this sucker. Yeah. Um. So what? The paper. Like, who decided on the paper? Did you let the printer guide that? Did you make that decision? Yeah. So I, you know, I sent over some mock-ups of what I was doing to my printer, mm-hmm. and um, he was stoked about the idea, and so he, you know, recommended some paper that would really showcase the the blind embossing that I wanted to do. Okay. Um, and so, you know, working in this industry, you have to really rely on the printer because even working in a print shop for a long time or for, I don't say a long time, a few years, mm-hmm. uh, there's still a lot that I don't know. And, you know, someone that works in that industry in, day in and day out is, uh, you know, someone you want to be on your side for sure. Definitely want to, you know, team up with the industry pros who, who know this stuff. So, I've seen this design. It's it's a black base of a design. Do you have a bottle there you could hold up? Yeah, I sure do. Beautiful. So is that a black stock? Yeah, so it's a black paper. Awesome. Um, it's got some blind embossing on it. Uh, and then it's got some copper foil yeah, for all the Copper foil is awesome. What I love about that too is the black paper. Rather than printing black on white paper, using a black stock, is it... You know, the white edges that you would get if you printed black aren't there, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but it really creates just this buttoned up, super classy result. For sure. No, definitely had to be black paper. That's awesome. And do you have a, do you have a box hanging around there too? Yeah, I have a hundred of them. I'll, uh, let me grab one real quick. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm probably making all the racket in the world taking out these uh, earphones, but uh, yeah. No, so no, basically, boxes here. Okay. You uh, they open it up and you see a little message on the top of the box. Yep. Be a little handwritten note. Reached out to whoever I wanted to reach out to. Yep. It's got a little illustration of the bottle. Oh, cool. On that card, and you get another little uh, just. It's just a small portfolio piece, just yep. kind of showing the different types of work yep. I do. And then underneath that, you have your bottle. And then underneath that's a business card. So it's all a little buttoned up in one little box. Dude, that is awesome. So that is a, like, that's a standard stock corrugated box that you have then either printed or laminated a black sheet to the inside to. Yeah. It's a, so craft on the outside of the box and then white on the on the inside of the box and they printed black on mm-hmm. the white box that's awesome and that was done in letterpress as well uh the box is d- just printed digitally uh, i used uh i don't want to it's not pack lane but pack lane's no- who's who i normally use yeah. um but yeah that's no, okay don't even know who it was says yeah that's <laughs> awesome like that is a beautiful package and the whole point of this this design piece for you 
wants to, rather than emailing a portfolio, rather than, you know, busting through the phones, trying to get through that gatekeeper, when you're doing sales for your freelance business for Minor Design Co., that is, you're finding out who the person is to send that to, and you're sending that package to them directly. Yeah, so I don't send something until I have an address, an email, and a phone number. So I will, like, really look up someone that I want to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll send it, uh, you know, I don't send an email beforehand. I wait till they get it. I wait about a week. And if they don't like respond saying, Hey, I got your package. I'll reach out and be like, Hey, um, introduce myself. Did you get this thing in the mail? Yeah. And, um, you know, I've had people email me as soon as they get it saying that's so cool. Thanks. And I've had to reach out to some people, uh, but it really does open up the, the door more than just sending out an email and saying, Hey, I'm a designer. Totally. You know, hire and, me. And this is, you know, this is an important thing to say too, is, you went through a lot of effort and a lot of cost to create that thing. When you send that to a customer, you, you also can't be under the impression that they're going to get it and you're going to get business immediately. Oh yeah. But here's what it does do is that it immediately erodes every barrier that used to be there. You now have a direct email communication. You've got, phone call you're no longer a stranger you sent them a gift you sent them something cool now when you phone it's not like a cold call like icy cold conversation you're now the guy that sent the hot sauce bottle for sure so there's huge value in that and what that what that creates is that you might not get a two thousand dollar job right away you might but i mean you've only sent out a few of them what's great about that is it erodes that barrier and that opens it up to follow-ups to consistent communication to a flood of more business down the road for sure yeah and i mean i was making this i made this when i was really slow uh and business picked up a lot and so i haven't had to send out uh, a ton recently but um they're ready (laughs) whenever whenever i do to send them out so yeah get them out there i'd love to hear what happens the, you know as you get more and more of those out there i'd love to hear um, more feedback and and what all, all comes from that because ultimately what i'd like to know is okay you spent 1500 bucks call it on this whole package you know does one client cover the cost of that and then everything else is gravy uh for the most part if you yeah. get a you know a new client it, it's it's worth you know, all the efforts. So a hundred percent. Yeah. It's such a genius idea. You know, you stand out, you're far and beyond above, um, you know, any of your competition who are doing the same thing. Yeah. I, in, that, that's, in terms that's kind of, of thing. looking for new business. Sorry. No. Yeah, for sure. And that's kind of the point was to, to do something that not everyone's going to have. Yeah. And even if someone did want to, I was really nervous about sharing it at first because I was like, I don't want people to rip me off and, and create something. But honestly, the amount of effort that goes into creating something like that, if, if you're going to do it, you know, hats off to you, um, you know, go get that business, work for it. Mm-hmm. And the likelihood of them sending it to the same locations that you're sending it. And for the guy on the other end to have two hot sauce bottles and have to decide who to give the business to. <laughs> yeah. It's highly unlikely. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> highly unlikely. That's awesome, man. So from the idea to delivery of finished product, what is that timeline like? So uh, I spent a little bit more, more time designing it just because mm-hmm. I wanted it. It was representing me. Yep. Uh, and anytime you design for yourself, it takes a little longer. 
but it took me about uh, two months to like get it nailed down and normally it would not take me that long to design mm-hmm. uh, a package but it's just kind of doing it on the side of everything else yeah um, and then printing for everything from label to box so all, all all that was like a month and a half and that's because I had to wait for things you know the bottles come from China and yep. you know things like that so mm-hmm. it, from like beginning to end it was I started in January and I had it done by April so yep. Okay, so you have had the bottles for only about a year now. How many do you think you've sent out? About like 20. 20 of them? Yeah. So, and I've, I've gotten really good responses from everyone. Um, yeah. It's only led to a, uh, a project, um, but it's definitely opened the doors for communication with other people, and people know mm-hmm. where to find me whenever they are looking for my services. Yeah. So. I mean, that's, that's basically what I wanted, just some open communication between people. Definitely. And I would encourage you to keep, keep on that follow-up train. You know, even send them, really fun way to do that would be to send them a recipe that uses a hot sauce and say, here's a great recipe. You could use that hot sauce I sent you in. <laughs> that's a good idea, actually. Right? Just so that it's not like a, hey, any business? <laughs> it's more like a, hey, saw this recipe. Thought you could whip this up. It would complement that hot sauce. <laughs> That's a good idea, actually, man. Right, there you go. Let me know how that works for you. Yeah, for sure. It's actually, uh, indirectly, it's led to a new project with the printer that actually printed it because he was like, man, this is a really cool idea. Let's do a promotion for, for me. So kind of working with him to do a, a really cool promotion that shows off all the, all the things they can do in letterpress. So that'll be fun. Oh, that's cool, man. That's really cool. Yeah, showing off that stuff. Yeah, so it has led to something, definitely, already. Oh, for sure. So Nick, what would you then suggest, you know, somebody who's just coming out of school um, and is looking to build their freelance career, but also create a print portfolio or they really want to get into print design, where should they start? Where should they go? What should they do first? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is trial and and error. Like it's, uh, I would definitely say, I would suggest if you want to get into print design, you know, make a friend with a printer because they're going to be able to tell you how they need the files. They're going to be able to tell you what's new on the market. Mm-hmm. They got a really cool new uh, shimmery can label that they didn't have before or whatever. Um, and I'll, you wouldn't be surprised on how much print can bring a design alive with the right, you know, application. Yep. You could just play with so much more, so many more experiential elements with it than you could with just something on screen. Yeah, just create. Start creating. Just start creating and find a find a friend. Yeah, for sure. Not only will it help you avoid certain errors when getting started with print design, um, but then you can say, hey, you need a print guy? I got a guy. Yeah, or even uh, if you don't want to befriend a printer, if you're just getting started, I, you know, I find a friend who does a ton of print design. Mm-hmm. So whether it's screen printing, I mean, a lot of these processes processes overlap. Uh, yeah. And so once you learn how to do one thing, it's it's not a far stretch to learn how to do everything else. No, so a mentor really. Like if you yeah. like that's a good spot to plug in like the RGD and the GDC and all those great associations. Is that um and the AIGA to throw another one in there. Like get involved with those communities because there's going to be more experienced designers in there that have done a lot of print and will have a lot of things that they can share from doing that. For sure. Awesome. So Nick, one of the features on this show is what's called an ask the audience question. 
this is where when the episode goes up, we're going to tell the listeners to go to our Instagram, uh, the Print Design Academy Instagram, and you're gonna we're gonna have this episode tile posted there asking this question. So you're asking this question of a group of graphic designers who are just starting down the road to print, who are very interested in learning more about print. What's your question? Cool. Um, well, I thought it would be funny to ask, have they ever made a mistake that got printed, whether it being a typo or, uh, you know, a Shutterstock image mess up like, like <laughs> I did earlier this year? <laughs> got printed. Typo or Shutterstock issue. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had a, uh, you know, a mistake that got printed, mass printed? So I'll tell you mine. I used to be the publisher of a pet magazine, and I had a very, very, very close hand in all of the design, and it got to press. I went in for a press check. I now, now I did tons of proofing, tons of you know, reading through this very carefully. It went through five or six different people, and on the inside cover was an ad spot that didn't get filled. So we put our own promotional ad in there. It was our own ad. And I go to the press check and it's the first flat I'm looking at. Massive typo in like 200 point font. Huge typo right there in front of my face. I see it before I even walk up to the press console. And I'm just, oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh man, your heart's in your stomach, man. And I asked, like, what does it cost to fix this? What does it cost to replace that? So, well, it's a full color image, so it's 400 bucks for the plates and things like that. Uh, and at this point, I was already in like 8,500 bucks. It's like, I just leave it. It's our own ad. It's, I see that as a typo immediately. The spelling, you know, whatever. Just leave it. Uh, you, you hang your head. Like, I'm into this for so much money already. I can't put any more money into it. But, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh, man. I, I misspelled a phone number on a self-promotional piece for a client way back in the day mm-hmm. and had a, a ton of pens printed and a couple other things like that. And, man, it's had to eat that cost. That's no fun. Oh, no. No fun. No. It's always the worst feeling. <laughs> yeah. Proof, proof, proof. <laughs> yeah, it's worse when the customer calls you about it. Oh, God. It's it's a little... I think it's better if you see it first. Because then you have time to think about it. You've got time to you know, craft, okay, what am I going to do? What's the solution? If they're phoning you, you're like, oh, oh, ah, e, ah, and you just don't even know what to do or think, right? So, oh, man, it's the worst feeling ever. Jeez, that sucks, man. Um, okay, we're going to ask the audience that question. I love it, Nick. Nick, that is the end of the Print Design Podcast. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you for sharing this self-promotional piece with us. And, man, it's really cool, and I can't wait to hear what kind of business it brings your way. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. All right, all right. That is the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time. Again, if you are looking to get started with graphic design for print, it's a completely different world than that digital design, that online design, that web design. It's a completely different world with so much to understand. If you want to get started 
with that journey to understand graphic design for print and to become an expert at it, there's a free video series at printdesignacademy.com. Go check it out and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye.